Hey, what's up, everybody? My name's Trinan. If you're listening to the Trinan and Ryan Sports Show on Spotify, YouTube, or whatever, I would love it if you please subscribe, like, share, follow, whatever you got to do. Um, it would mean a lot to me personally. It would mean a lot to Ryan. It would help the show grow, get more listeners, more subscribers, whatever. And if you could do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Trinan and Ryan Sports Show. Is it the Carolina edition? I wouldn't call it that. But what I would call it is, turn that crap off. <laughs> but we're going to start. This is our, we're beginning our new phase. I've talked about it a little bit in my um, Arkansas versus Baylor um, video, and we talked about it last episode. So this is our new phase of where two local guys from South Carolina are going to be talking about their teams, who they pull for, who they watch, who they're around. And right now we're around South Carolina. So we're going to talk a little bit about them. We are going to cover football recruiting, but we're phasing out of the old way of doing things like talking about FCS football and basketball is, you know, done. Only there's literally only one you'll see by now. You've already seen the one episode that we came out about the sweet 16, the elite eight and the final four. So you'll have one more basketball episode and then that's it. So before we start, Ryan, I want to go into this little rant. Not a little rant. I'll be keeping it very short. I want you to like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching this video and you're not subscribed, I'm going to be very upset. I cry myself to sleep every night, every night, every night to the people who don't subscribe, but watch the video. I know you're out there. I know you exist. You don't subscribe and watch this video. I'm going to cry tonight. I'm going to cry as I fall asleep. You don't want to see him cry. No, it's very nasty. It's very ugly. Um, uh, but like, follow, if you're on Spotify, Apple, whatever, we have it on a lot. If you want to reach out to me and ask me, if you don't have Apple or Spotify, what? If you if you don't, you can um, you can come to me and I, our podcast is on a lot of platforms. A lot of platforms I, do, I completely ignore. So if you want to um, come to me and ask me, I could probably get you hooked up. We'll probably, if it's not on there, we get it on there for you. So if you come to, like I said, but um, that's kind of the run of it. We're going to talk a lot about football from now on. It's going to be football, football, football. This is a football show. When I came up with this idea in January, football intention. Ryan, let's get it started. Run us through it. Let's go. Um, so we're going to start with some recruiting news. This is just overall recruiting news that I've seen over the week that I found interesting. Um, we'll start, we're actually going to talk about Georgia real quick. Georgia had a wonderful week of recruiting, unfortunately. Um, that means so, Kirby really pulled out the, um, the big money. The big yeah, money. he got McDonald's money bags out. He really, <laughs> yeah, he really yeah. sold it to him. Um, yeah, a car or something. <laughs> uh, so first off, he uh, Georgia brought in five-star athletes who can play both sides of the field. Um, Malachi Starks, um, so huge pickup for the Bulldogs. Uh, I'm sure he'll be a, a factor once he gets on campus uh, in 2022. Um, the other one they pulled was kind of a steal, honestly. He was a big Clemson lead, um, but uh, switched over to Georgia at the very end. Um, so is Jalen Walker, four-star linebacker, uh, number 39th ranked player in the country. Um, so it's a big deal. Georgia picked up a huge linebacker, stolen away from Clemson, essentially. Um, Kind of hurts for uh, the Tiger fans, but I'm sure all the Gamecock fans watching this are reveling in that. Um, 
the other one was kind of is kind of lost in all the news because Georgia, you know, picked up two huge recruits and Jalen and um, and Malachi. But the one that kind of swept under the rug was Jordan James, who was a four-star running back. Still a big pickup, but just not as big as the other two. But you know, Georgia also picked up uh, Jordan James, four-star running back. Uh, the other one I noticed was um, Travion Longmire. The four-star wow, athlete went to Kentucky of all places. Congratulations to Kentucky. Kentucky. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kentucky's got to get something eventually in football. I don't know. But yeah, congratulations, Kentucky. You got a four-star athlete. I hear he's good. Very good. Um, Miami also got a nice little pickup. They got uh, Jacurry Brown, four-star quarterback. Um, definitely be helpful for Miami uh, when their current quarterback, Derek King, leaves. Um, Oh, yeah, I forgot he came back. Yeah, he's come back. We'll see if he's available to play towards ACL in the final game. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, we'll see what happens with Miami, Miami this upcoming year. Their first game's against Alabama, so. Um, and then the last piece of recruiting news that I found interesting was um, Tyge Hill. was uh, a four-star defensive tackle um, committed to LSU for the 2022 cycle. Okay. I mean, when I look at all this, a lot of SEC. Yeah, I'm looking over this right now. I mean, it, I always would think recruiting right now. Do you think these are these are just commitments? Commitments, right? Yeah. So these don't have. They could leave the commitment. They could switch. Ultimately, they could switch. You're correct. I don't think Arkansas. I could look real fast, but I don't think Arkansas had any major recruits on the basketball front. Before we dive deep into Carolina, um. Our, we had a perform. We had Desi Stills, um, yeah. one of our players for. Uh, he was a bench player. Um, he uh, transferred. He's going to transfer. He, I guess he saw his playing time cut down very extremely this time. So this season, you know, after with yeah. Moses Moody, Jalen Tate. I know we don't talk about too much basketball, but I thought it was important to mention that. Um, I noticed that another thing about basketball, there's like 1,000 players in the transfer portal this time around, which is an insane number. So um, that's something to look out for, too. I did say in the last episode I was going to talk about it a little bit, and um, that's me talking about it a little bit. <laughs> but um, pretty happy with that. So, But I like all the um, recruiting stuff. So, um, yeah. Trying to look real quick. I guess there has been nothing. Well, there's been so much. Um, I'm going through Twitter right now. And um, I'm looking at this dude named Jack Luttrell, Hebron Christian Academy, um, 23rd wide receiver, got an, um, a, um, uh, an offer from Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. And then we offered some Vernon Glover. He's got a GPA of 4.0. So, good for him. Uh, so, <laughs> I was looking at uh, Arkansas. They already have um, at least one big commit. And uh, Andrew Shembley, I believe is how you say his last name, um, was a four-star offensive tackle. Top 300 player in the country. So, Arkansas, you know, it's a good pickup. That was, that was a, about a month ago, maybe. Um, they have two guys, Arkansas has two guys that they're predicted 
currently to get. That's not a guarantee. It's not even a commitment. It's just what they're predicted. Um, they're both four stars in the top 300. Emerian Harris, Harris, who's also an offensive um, tackle, and a Miles Rouser, who's a four-star safety, is predicted to Arkansas as well. I did a little bit of digging last week at Arkansas. They have some four-star blue-chip players that are considering Arkansas very heavily that are outside the uh, top 300, like in the top 400, top 500 range. Still very good players that can immediately come into Arkansas and they can impact, especially um, – yeah, as they're going through coaching changes, I mean, you know, they have their current coaches have one year so far, so they're still building to what you know they're trying to get to. Um, so I mean, there's, I think there's some good stuff coming in for Arkansas. I think you, I think Arkansas could land you know, four to five um, four-star recruits, which is a very good start, honestly. Right. So, um, I mean, for the Hogs, are there ever – are there rival recruiting ra- – or is there recruiting rankings out right now for, like, the class of 22? Yeah. I'm going to look that up real fast because that intrigues me. Yeah, I I football recruiting is something I definitely want to get more into. But um, for it's, 20 uh, – It takes a lot of uh, in-depth. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, so, you want to look up Arkansas? We're 13th in the country right now. Yeah, so you, so Arkansas is with Bama. Hell yeah, brother! So I mean, Bama, actually, yeah. so I'm looking at 24/7 Sports right now on my phone. So they have Ohio State number one with three five stars and eight four stars. Georgia's got three five stars, eight four stars. Poof! So they're tied. Um, LSU's got two fives, seven fours, and three twos, and three two threes. Excuse me. Notre Dame's got seven four stars. Texas A&M, Texas A&M has seven four stars. Penn State has eight four stars. Wow. Um, Oklahoma has two five stars, f- three four stars, and two three stars. Congratulations to Oklahoma. Um, uh, Arkansas is head of Clemson right now. Three yeah. four stars, three five uh, five three stars. Clemson's been lacking a little bit. Clemson's got four four stars, and that's it. They got you know, can be very picky. A lot of potential to grab players, but they just haven't. It's so early right now. They haven't even played their senior year of high school yet. You know what I mean? Very early. Clemson's got uh, one, two, three, four, five. What is doing great? Oh, my God. What the heck? I did not expect us to be so highly ranked, so good. Oregon State's also, and Baylor. Baylor's got nine three-stars. Yeah. Almost got their whole recruiting class. USC's got one five star. That's kind of rare for them. Yeah. Texas at. Oh, Texas has already got one five star. And Steve Sarkeesian ain't playing around. Nah. But um man, pretty cool recruiting news, I will say. I will say. I'm pretty happy. Pretty happy. It's early though. Um, but moving on. Um to uh, we, I wanted to talk a little bit about South Carolina, the game talks, uh, jersey and the cool hat, cool, cool hat. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on with South Carolina during their spring practices and some kind of news that's come out so far. Um, let, let, let's start on the good news first. There's some good, there's some bad, there's some ugly, and there's actually a little bit of great. There's some great. So we're going to start with the great. Um, 
a lot of people are looking at South Carolina's defensive line, and they're saying it, it could be one of the, the best defensive lines South Carolina's ever had. Wow. Um, That's a pretty good one. If you think about who's been at South Carolina, especially in the past decade, Clowney being the big one, obviously. Shaq um, Barrett, I think, was one of them. Who was that? Shaq Barrett. Wasn't he one of them? I could be wrong about that. Um, but uh, South Carolina is returning some some big players. Um, they have two former five-star players who were you know, some of the best recruits in the country, and uh, Zach Pickens and Jordan Birch. Um, they will, they'll, they'll be the headliners on that defensive line. Um, they also have return all ACC, um, defensive lineman Kingsley. I'm going to butcher his last name. I apologize. <laughs> in a bar. I probably butchered that and I apologize. Um, that was rough. He was all, <laughs> he was all SEC last season. Um, he's going to be a really good player. Um, so I, I mean, those are, three really, really good players that they're putting on that defensive line. I think that's going to be one of their biggest strengths um, going into this uh, upcoming season. Um, I think they have a little bit of depth there on that defensive line too. Um, it, it, they're, it's being predicted. We'll see how it actually turns out, but it's being predicted that their, um, their defensive line will probably be one of the top in the, in the, in the country, but also uh, the I I see an article right here where it says it's really one of the nationally ranked best defensive yeah. lines. Um, I mean, if, if just having the, one of the best defensive lines in the SEC, you're one of the best in the country automatically. Um, I could see, you know, obviously Alabama and probably Georgia being better in terms of defensive line. I could honestly see South Carolina being better than Georgia at defensive line. Wow. Um, they, they look really good. Um, the other point um, that was that I saw was a big positive for South Carolina is the run game. Um, you know, yeah. Shane is going to have a very talented run game coming back. Um, Kevin Harris returns. He was phenomenal last year. He's a really good running back. Um, they also have a former five-star running back whose career has been hampered with a little bit of injuries. Um, and Marshawn Lloyd, he's very talented, but injuries have kind of gotten in the way it's, it's very unfortunate but um he, he's supposed to be fit he's supposed to be kind of in a good place right now so he'll probably be the backup behind harris when rightfully so harris played phenomenally last year um and then you also have to that luke Doty, who's projected to be the starting quarterback i think he'll be the starting quarterback uh, especially after his performances last year where he did pretty well um luke Doty is a big dual threat quarterback he he likes to run the ball he's very good at running the ball um honestly with all those you know good running backs we're good running quarterback i could see a lot of read options coming out of south carolina um i know that's something that at oklahoma which is where shane beamer's coming from um and, and coaching on the offense um oklahoma ran a lot of read off uh, read options as well um and so I, I would definitely expect to see a lot of that. I know when we had like Kyler Murray and, and Jalen Hurts, you know, Spencer Rattler too. And Doty's yeah. one who can run the ball. Yeah, exactly. Quarterbacks who can run the ball, it helps a lot. Um, they're also saying that South Carolina's offensive line is supposed to be very solid this upcoming season. So it's going to be a very solid offensive line. 
They're not expecting it to be great, um, but they're saying it's going to be very experienced and very knowledgeable, and they should have a you know they should be able to put out pretty well and, and open up holes for the run game. Um, th those were the main positives I found. Uh, I think that it's definitely a good start for Shane Beamer. Luke Doty's young. The you know I, I think um, I think Zach Pickens will be draft eligible after this upcoming year. I think Kingsley as well. So you could lose those two, but Jordan Burke will be around for a little bit. He'll be he's a true sophomore. Um, moving on to kind of well, let me let me speak. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. On Luke Doty, Marshawn Lloyd. So I didn't. I don't know a lot about South Carolina's defensive line. I know nothing about it, but I do know a little bit about Marshawn Lloyd, Kevin Harris, and Luke Doty. I think Kevin Harris would be what what one would say is more of a power runner. Mm -hmm. I think Marshawn Lloyd was more of a like a skinny type, more of a elusive type. Could be wrong about that, but that's what I think I saw throughout the season, or what I think I know about Marshawn Lloyd. But Luke Doty, I mean, he's. I think Shane Beamer's got a pretty decent little coaching staff. It's not the best in the world. It's not the worst, but I think it's um, okay enough. Yeah. To where it will help him out a lot, which he'll need a lot of help. Um, South Carolina was pretty bad last year. Um, are you about to move on for South Carolina, or are we gonna go? Or are you moving? No, we're, we're still we're sticking with South Carolina. Okay. Well, um, but for the most part, I think Luke, Mister Doty, will be okay. Yeah, and um, if you look at the the two, really Kevin Harrison. I mean, they should be able to, especially if you say what you said about the offensive line. Um, they should Matt, be able yeah. to like be able to run the ball because those two are going to be good, and and like you said, if they're able to run the RPO, they should be able then to like really fake defenses out. They really need South Carolina's going to like. Where Arkansas is now, or any of the SEC teams really are, you're not going to be able to run it down people's throat. You're not going to be able to pass all over the SEC. You've got to find tricky ways and little things you can do to trick the other team's defense into believing you're doing one thing and then doing the other. So you know what I mean? So a lot yeah. of play actions, RPOs, trick plays, that kind of stuff. That kind of hides the gap that you're not as talent heavy as maybe a Florida or a, a Georgia or a Clemson. I don't yeah. know. Um, I can look at their schedule real quick. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. They don't play. Games to start, which will be good for South Carolina. They don't play like Alabama or LSU this year or Arkansas. Good for them. Um, but uh, they, I mean, they have a tough game. I, I, we'll get into that later, but they don't play any of those big boys, but they still play Clemson and Georgia, which will be formidable opponents. And they play at Georgia and then they play at home. They play Florida and Clemson at home, but you know, whatever. But still, like, if you think about all of that, like, there's so much, like, for the – I mean, there's so – they go against such high opponents that you got to be able to trick the – I mean, sometimes you're not going to be able to, and sometimes they're going to smack crap out of you. But sometimes if you're able to get – especially, like, versus Kentucky or Vanderbilt and something like that, you need to be able to run these RPOs, these outside runs. You need to be able to stretch the defense. You need to be able to get the running game going so you can hit them with the play action or get the option or get the read option going, whatever, you know. You know, yeah. I think Doty, Kevin Harris, and Marshawn Lloyd will be able to do that beautifully. I think those three players are going to be very good. Yeah, and when I was watching, I was kind of looking up a little bit of stuff about Luke Doty as well. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong, but he, he kind of reminds me of like maybe a 
more talented Connor Shaw. It does seem like that. I'm looking at his stats right now, and he only played versus Missouri, Georgia, and Kentucky. Yeah, he played the last three games. Uh, versus Georgia, he completed 18 out of 22 uh, for 190 yards. That's pretty good for a touchdown interception. Um, he didn't look great against Missouri. He did start against Missouri. I think that was his first start. Yeah. Um, it didn't look great against Kentucky either. One touchdown, one interception, completed 11 out of 25. But that was a different situation. Yeah, sure. he, At that point, South Carolina was in free fall, was most champion. Yeah. Fall. And then that bum, that bum, what's his face? Um, what's his face? The bum. Mike Bobo, I hated him. I hated oh, Mike Bobo, yeah. I, okay, that was one thing I, I did want to mention, too. I was kind of um, concerned for South Carolina when um, Shane Beamer kept Mike Bobo because I felt like he was a bit of a toxic Thank God he left. I hated Mike Bobo. I, it, I think it was great for, South, for the University of South Carolina that Mike Bobo decided to leave and not stay and go to Auburn. Um I think really anyone you could have put in that position would have done better than Mike Bobo. He single-handedly destroyed that offense last year, I feel like. Yeah, I'm looking at some highlights of him right now, Luke Doty, and he got this 17-yard run against Missouri he had. He does look like a more athletic Connor Shaw. Yes. Connor Shaw, he was good, you know. They had a really good team back when he was the quarterback. So, I mean, like, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he could be, you know, he's young, obviously. Very young. Developing to do, but for the most part, I feel like he's got a lot of potential. I really, really do. I do think that. Yeah. Uh, continue with what you're saying. Mike Bobo, first of all, before we go anywhere, like I hate Mike Bobo. Scumbag. Colorado State beat Arkansas when he was the head coach of Colorado State before they fired his ass. Um, he beat Arkansas when Arkansas went to Colorado State. Chad Morris, oh God, what a <laughs> I know pain. I uh, know pain, Arkansas. I know pain, but um, what a scumbag. I hate Mike Bubba. I thought he was a scumbag. He played that one dude all last year. Oh, hell. Sucked. He sucked. He was. They a- were two better quarterbacks on South Carolina's roster last year. Luke Doty and I, I thought Helensky as well. Ryan Helensky. I that was uh, who in the world? Did him was shameful. Yeah, they really did. They really did him dirty. Mike yeah. Bubba. What a scumbag. I hate Mike Bubba. When he went to Georgia, didn't he? What was that? You went to Georgia? Went to Auburn. Oh, of course he did. Scumbag school. I honestly feel Scumbag. like Mike Bobo put Colin Hill out there so that way South Carolina would have bad performances so he could get Muschamp fired. He could take over. Muschamp, his- I mean, there's no way Muschamp could have been that stupid. I mean. He might have been, I guess. But how could you – I mean, do they not like – I mean, you come in – let me think about this. You come in and you have – two four-star quarterbacks and Doty and Helensky. And you say, you know what? I don't want to play either of those two guys. I want to play this transfer from Colorado State who's barely played and is, I mean, honestly. Son of a bump. I mean, he didn't look that great. I mean. He was stiff. First of all, he's a stiff. What is, what is the old, he's stiff as a tree. He couldn't move. He couldn't run. No. And then, um, so if he went down, he got sacked. He was just. At least with Helensky and Doty, you get an opportunity for the scramble, the option. It allows for a different kind of a yeah. game plan. Colin Hill was no more than a game manager, and your team is not good enough for just a game manager. 
You had that one good. Who was that one guy? Shy Smith, I think Black his name was. Yeah, he was good. But the rest of the team was kind of like, eh. I mean, Kevin Harris had a pretty good season. But the rest of the team was like, eh. So, I mean, I think what's best for South Carolina, maybe maybe Mike Bobo did the fans of South Carolina a good thing by playing Colin Hill because you cleaned your house. You got rid of all that crap, all those players leaving. You got rid of all of the uh, – like stuff that you know happened at the end of the season when they all like opted out like right before the last couple games and you know South Carolina it was a disaster of a season but sometimes you need to have that kind of season to uh really kind of see who you are you know what I mean I mean that's the same thing I had in Arkansas if you look at Arkansas they had that one season under Chad Morris was so bad and um I mean one of the worst seasons of all time and then But it led to something that's really great for that was really great for our program, great for our people and stuff, great for our you know student athletes and our football team. Program. Yeah, I think it's important to have like with Arkansas, you have a coach who loves Arkansas, came from Arkansas, um, and is going to do everything he can to make sure Arkansas wins. And now it's the same with South Carolina. Shane Bieber comes from the state of South Carolina, he was born and mostly raised here. Um, you know he's coached there before he was part of Spurrier's coaching staff, which was widely successful. Uh, he loves it here. He's going to do everything that he can to make sure they win. Uh, I don't think he's the best coach of all time. I don't think he's a sexy pick, but I think he's, I think it'll be a, I think he'll be a good fit. I mean, yeah, he has that Beamer name. That's probably what got yeah, him. That that's name. Um, I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, Frank Beamer was a pretty good coach overall. I don't think they ever won a national championship, but they lost one, didn't they? Close. Yeah, Vic. Yeah, uh, nice. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, it, it kind of feels honestly like a repeat Dabo hire. I know South Carolina fans probably hate that, but it feels like a Sam Pittman hire. That's what it feels like to me. I mean, think about it. Dabo was just a wide receivers coach. You got it was just an offensive line coach. Yeah, it's, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, it really kind of like because Sam Pittman was an offensive line coach and an assistant head coach and yeah. Shane Beamer was a tight end coach and um, an assistant head coach. I believe he was yeah. the assistant head coach, wasn't he? Yeah. So um, I think, That's you know, a bit. but Shane Beamer, I mean, I think he's a good, is it the, like, Whoa, no, but South Carolina, you kind of got the same, not necessarily the same problem, but with Auburn, you know, they go through a lot of coaches it takes a it takes a man to take the Auburn job because you know you got to face old Nick Saban every couple every year. If you don't beat him, and if you don't beat him, you get freaking people start crapping on you. Yeah. Same thing with old Will. He never beat Clemson, so people started crapping on him. And you know, you know, I mean, you come Clemson's like the juggernaut that's what an hour and a half away from you. Yeah. So it's, it's kind hard. of like, you know, it's I don't. Hard. It's hard to say for South Carolina. What about um? What did Will Muschamp get hired somewhere? Or no, he uh, he's like an analyst for Georgia. Um, <laughs> he's not like it's not like he's not an assistant or like a co- like a you know, like a tight end coach or whatever. He's just an, like an analyst. I think it's just like a a holdover job until a real thing pops up for him. But I think it'll um a defensive analyst. Yeah. You still earn at 300k. God, I mean, he's a good, I mean, rich boy. They can they can pay Will Muschamp three hundred thousand dollars to be a defensive analyst, not even a coach, just an analyst. That's freaking bonkers. Nuts. 
I mean, they're they got some money over there in Georgia now. Good lord! While wow, those recruits are going there, anyways. <laughs> um, what Jesus? I did want to touch on a, a, a few of the things I saw from uh, the spring practices that had me nervous for South Carolina. Um, yeah. they, uh, the, the two main points is the secondary and the wide receivers. Um, starting in wide receivers, South Carolina lost Shai Smith, who was arguably one of their best, or at last year was their best receiver. Very talented, definitely going to get drafted. Um, they're just very inexperienced at wide receiver uh, this upcoming year. There, there really wasn't like a player that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to take over and be the next, you know, Alshon Jeffrey or whatever. Um, so they're just – there wasn't like really a – there's just a lot of inexperience. No one's really taken the steps to be like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be the guy. And so, um, you know, South Carolina's secondary, there, there's a few people that – are kind of predicted to be stepping up. Um, one is Cam Smith. He had two interceptions last year. Probably one of their most, more, ex, in, more experienced guys uh, who got some minutes, which is very important because they lost a lot. Um, they'll have to step up and play a big role. They also got um, a Juco player, uh, Dial, and then a transfer, Spalding. Uh, awesome last name, by the way. Um, but they're, they're probably going to duke it out for that cornerback role. I think Cam Smith's probably a lock to start, and then the other one's going to be either Spalding or, or Deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's a little – there's some hope. There's definitely some hope uh, in that secondary. Uh, it's not going to be as good as last year. Last year they had some good players. I mean, I think Horn was expect, is, is expected to be a first-round draft pick. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the secondary, a little nervous about the wide receiver, but I think Carolina's run game will be good and their defensive line will be very, very good. I mean, you know, we will see what happens. Let's do a deep dive on the schedule and then maybe we can figure it out more deep, deeper. Yeah, I also did want to say that, uh, let's see, Carolina's spring game, to have it here somewhere. It's gonna be, oh dear, where is it? Uh, April 24th. So Carolina's spring game, uh, the Garnet and Black game will be April 24th. April 24th. Wow, we'll try to watch that. Yeah. We'll have to try to watch that. It'll, I'll have that. I mean, we have it. We'll be able to watch it if we want to. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll watch the highlights, maybe. We'll see what, we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure out, yeah, we'll, we'll see what it's on. <laughs> So um, they play Eastern Illinois for their first game. The fighting Tony Robos. Um, I say they win that game. Yeah, they'll win that game. They play at East Carolina. They should win that too. We'll see what happens. I think they'll like, win that. I think they have enough quality to win that. That's one of those games, though. It could be like a little trap game. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I think they'll be. I think they'll win that. I think they'll be fine there. Then they play at Georgia. That's a loss. That's a loss. Um, Sorry, sorry, South Carolina fans. I just don't have any confidence. We're just being honest here. Georgia's this is their year, so this is Georgia's year. We'll see about that. We'll talk about that. Guy, didn't they? What'd you say? Did they lose that one guy? Yeah, they lost a receiver. Yeah, so maybe it's not as good of a year. But they'll have that JT Daniels. He'll they'll be okay. Georgia always has a, a year every like two to three years, and then it just doesn't work out. So, anyways, 
Um, who we got next? So Kentucky. I was saying, so they're two to one at this point. Kentucky, that's a coin flip because Kentucky usually beats them pretty bad most of the time. I mean, the past couple of years, the last two years, been Carolina. I thought Kentucky beat them this past year. Oh, okay, maybe it was the year before. Yeah, they now Kentucky did lose to them the year before, but I think Kentucky did beat them this last year. I mean, Kentucky's not good either. I, I, I think. I think you're right. I think it's a coin flip, but they I think lost, they lost Kentucky 41-18 last year. I think that coin flip would favor Carolina a little bit, just because it is a home game, and um, I think Carolina's got some good stuff coming up. Oof! I can't believe they beat Auburn. What a wild, what a wild game. Uh, we got Troy. They beat Troy. So I would say they're two, they're three and two right now. Tennessee, I think they beat Tennessee. I think that's gonna be a blowout win. I think that's gonna be Carolina's biggest win of the season. So they're four and two right now. Five and two versus Vanderbilt. Now we got now we got some tough toughens. So their their beginning of the schedule, other than on Georgia and Kentucky, is probably really easy. And then they're probably gonna lose to Texas AM. So that playing's on the four and three. If you disagree with me ever, let me know. Yeah. Um, Florida, I would say four and four. Oh, five and four. Missouri, could they make a bowl game? They have to beat Missouri to be, make a bowl game. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think that's kind of also a coin flip, kind of similar to Kentucky. But this time, I think the favorites leaning towards Missouri. Missouri wasn't bad last year. They, I mean, what was their? So record? they're going to probably lose to Auburn because Auburn's going to be mad about last season and Clemson's going to beat them. So I would say well, they play 12 games now, so five and five ain't good enough. <laughs> well, that's not the Missouri season last year. Oh, they went five. And, oh, okay. I was about to say South Carolina. I think South Carolina either goes six and six or five and seven. Those are kind of my. Now, if you can come out, beat Kentucky and Missouri, you're just not going to probably beat Florida. You're not going to be AM. You're definitely not going to be AM. You're not going to beat Florida. You're not going to be AM. You're not going to be Georgia. You're not going to be Auburn. You're not going to be Clemson. Those are five losses. Yeah. So you need to scrounge together at least six wins and you can have room for one more loss. But you need to not lose to, if you lose to uh, any of the stupid games, like you can't lose to East Carolina, you can't lose to Tennessee, you can't lose to Vanderbilt. You got to beat those three. And you should be able to beat Tennessee. They're going to stink this year. Yeah, and one thing about Carolina is they always seem to find one win that they shouldn't win. Like, like the Auburn game last year. Yeah, the year before that, it was Georgia. Like they shouldn't have beat Georgia, and they did. Oh, yeah, they beat Georgia. They only had four wins that year, but they beat Georgia 20-17 to 17 in overtime. Yeah. And, oh, Appalachian uh, State, though. <laughs> um, Sorry. Coastal Carolina. I'm just kidding. Um, but, no, uh, I think Carolina has – I think they have an opportunity to get to a bowl game. I think they'll be a, I think they'll be a pretty decent team. I don't think they'll be great, but I think they'll be decent. And hey, they have a shot for that shot at the bowl. What do you think? I definitely think so. Yeah. Look at some of their um, teams right now. Some of their past seasons. 2017 Gamecocks only lost four games. Yeah, that was a good team. Now they beat NC State, Missouri, Louisiana Tech, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Florida, Wofford. They lost to Clemson, though. They beat Michigan in the um, in a bowl, in the Outback Bowl. Well, a good Outback Bowl. 
2016, they kind of sucked. I guess they were okay. They had six wins, six losses, six and seven that year. But so for the past couple of years, they've been okay. But I think five and seven would be either six and six or five and seven. That's your kind of the line there. But um, I agree. we're definitely going to keep up. We're going to move on from South Carolina, but we're definitely going to keep up with more South Carolina stuff. We're not done with South Carolina yet. You know, we've got a lot more. We're going to talk about the spring game. We're going to be keeping up. They're the local team. Even though they're not me and Ryan's favorite team, we're still going to talk about them. So we're going to talk about them. So um, that's kind of in the um, – keep, keep looking out for South Carolina content if that's your thing yep. in the future. Um, um, is there any more else from you, Ryan, or is that about the run of it? No, I think that wraps up um, the current situation going on at South Carolina for the spring. Um, just kind of getting ready for that spring game, um, I, I guess, this month. Do you have any teasers about who you want to talk about next? So we got we got a few options. Like um, next week or next next Friday? Yeah. Who, who do you want to talk about next Friday? We got we got some options here, honestly. I want to um, talk about Clemson. Do Clemson? Yeah. The local. Yeah, we'll do we'll do Clemson. It's going. It, it, it might be a long episode. It, it might be a very long episode. You send me the notes beforehand so I can read them and be um informed. Yeah, I'll send you the notes. <laughs> yeah, there is a good note. I haven't looked at TigerNet in a hot minute. I'll have to be doing my reading um, up on that. But I am going to be talking about um, – I'm going to be talking about – right before we end the episode, um, uh, we had this guy. Um, I saw Robert Moore. His name's Robert Moore. And um, Arkansas played Central Arkansas the other day. Um, Is baseball? We beat them 21 to 8. We played Central Arkansas in front of a crowd of 5,735 people. I can't even imagine that many people being in the same area. That blows my mind. Right now. Um, yeah. And this guy, Robert Moore, hit the first cycle. You know what a cycle is? I, I don't, a lot of people don't hit it. That's yeah, hard. For a second, what? You know what a cycle is? No. A cycle in baseball is when you hit a home run. Let me make sure. I got to make sure before I all the baseball people, what is a cycle in baseball? Because I think it's a home run, a double, a triple, and a single. But let me make sure. And that is very hard to do. What is a cycle in baseball? Hitting the cycle. 330 times it's happened in the major league, hitting a single, double, triple, and a home run. So this guy named Robert Moore, I talked about him on, I posted him on the Instagram page. Just make sure you follow that. But um, he hit the cycle the other day, so I thought he was worthy of a shout-out. So okay. shout-out to Robert Moore. They beat the freaking Central Arkansas 28 to, 21-8. to eight. What a score. A little football score for you. A little Big Ten football score for you. So I'm pretty happy about that, but that's about it. That's uh, my last uh, last little tidbit for the um, this episode. But I'm pretty happy with this episode. We got a lot of good football content coming your way. This is our South Carolina prediction episode. Got a Carolina jersey on just for you, South Carolina folks, to prove I don't hate you. Um, that I am a friend of the program, a friend of South Carolina. 
many people call me friend. I don't know if you knew that, Ryan. That's not. It's true, though. It's true. Well, um, this is the end of the episode. I'm pretty happy. So we got an episode. Remember, so let me do some quick house cleaning stuff before we go. We got episodes coming out Monday, Wednesday, Friday now. Um, we've got episodes. Most of these episodes are going to release on YouTube, but there will be some podcast stuff. So there's going to be podcast stuff. There's going to be YouTube content. I'm looking for two podcasts a week, three two, three YouTube videos a week, keeping the content rolling, flowing, and moving and grooving. So I'm going to go through all this again just so I get it all down. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, comment, whatever. Um, follow on Spotify and pod, um, Apple Podcasts. And if you need any other um, podcasting listening platforms, let me know and I'll get them for you. Um Follow our Insta page at TNR Sports, TNR underscore sports. Follow me at um, on Twitter at Trenton Sports. Ryan, what's yours again? I have it actually right here. Uh, I think it's Ryan Gun 27. Follow us at Ryan Gun 27. I'm going to put all this stuff. I'm going to put all this stuff into the YouTube description. So you'll have it for your convenience there. So I'm pretty happy about that. So please like, subscribe. Thanks for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed our little Carolina episode, a Carolina-themed episode. Um, I'm looking forward to covering football. We're back to football. We're back to what I love, back to recruiting, the nitty-gritty. I cannot wait for the fall. I just cannot wait. I know. It's going to be fun. I will be. All right. That's it. Any last words? Nope. All right. Uh, Bye, everyone. Have a great day. Go Gamecocks. What is it? Game! Do it, Ryan. Say cock. Cox. Game! Cox. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, everyone, it's Trinidad again. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the TNR Sports Show. Your support is very appreciated. And if I can ask again, If you could like, share, subscribe with all your friends and family, it would mean a lot to me and Ryan both. We want to continue to grow this brand, continue to make a better podcast for you, and your continuous support makes that possible. So I just wanted to thank you again for listening to this episode of the TNR Sports Show.